Kia hora te marino, kia whakapapapauna mu te moana, lere mai rere atu ngā waka haurua i te ao i te pō, i runge te au o ngā tai timu, ngā tai pari, te tai aroha a tangaroa. May peace be widespread, may the sea glisten like greenstone. In light and darkness, the waka haurua sails the tidal movements in the loving currents of tangaroa. Sir Hikenuku Mai Busby, Waka Builder, Celestial Navigator, and son of Terarawa and Natikahu Iwi, received his knighthood this week on the grounds at Waitangi. As politicians and local Tangata Whenua observed the formal ceremony, young students performed a rousing haka taparahi on the front yard at Tefare Runanga. It was an occasion befitting of Hikenuku Mai, who has, along with his students and peers, Nainua Thompson, and teacher, the late Micronesian navigator Mao Piolog, have led the charge of reviving the practice of celestial navigation and wayfinding. Hekenuku Mai, born in 1932, began his career building bridges in the Northland. Inspired by a visiting Hawaiian group to Waitangi, it was in the mid-1980s where Hekenuku Mai was encouraged by prominent figures, John Rangihau and James Henare, to revive the work of waka building. In 1992, he built Te Aurere, a waka named after his hometown of Aurere in Kaitaia. And since that time, Te Aurere and many other waka have traversed the Pacific Ocean. Tonight, we delve into the Te vaults with a look back at Hikinukumai's work. E ngā mana, e ngā reo, koutoura ko tahuri mai anō ki tēnei o ngā kaupapa, no mai haramai. Ko tēnei te hōtaka o Te I'm Justine Murray, this is RNZ. Protégé and fellow celestial navigator Jack Thatcher was a recipient at the 2013 Te Wakatoi Awards and Hekenukumai Busby was there to support him at an awards evening in Wellington. I sat down with both gentlemen to discuss the adventures that took place that year, again in 2013, when Jack sailed 10,000 nautical miles from Aotearoa to Rapanui. Well, all the time they were away, I couldn't... Uh... Uh, I wasn't myself really. I uh, I was with them most of the time. <laughs> no, it's always been like that with me in here. So uh, yes. when the boys are away on their on their own, uh, it's just natural that I worry about them here. Yeah. Quite sad that I couldn't make it, you know, my knees. But I would have loved to have been <laughs> part of that voyage. <laughs> But you've certainly earned a bit of a rest, knee. A bit of a, you've done quite a few yourself in your in your life, quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, when they said uh, to come down, well, yeah, good on uh, uh, Wakatoi. You know, I've I've been hanging around with them quite a few True. years now, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, they've never forgotten. You know, uh, when we first, uh, when I. I uh, got my first award from them, and uh, especially with Muriwai, I've been pretty close with him all these years, and uh, because part of him is from up home, anyhow. Oh, yeah, Muriwai yeah. Ihakara. Ah, yeah, you're talking yeah, about Yeah, well, him and I have been very close this past 10 years, you know, yeah. 
So, um, Jack, when you found out about this tohu, um, you know, what were your first whakaro, your first thoughts? I didn't really think too much about it. I mean, you know, we do these things and, um, and uh, you know, it's never really about, I don't know, getting an awards and mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really about following the pathway you set for yourself. You know, we set this... Well, Hector said it, you know, almost 30 years ago for himself. And then I just joined in on his crusade, uh, for want of a better word of calling it, uh, about 20 years ago. So, um, and uh, we've been doing it together all that time. So, one of the, he was saying, you know, he, he, he might have stayed at home, but his wairua was with us the whole time. And I think that's, that's the important thing, you know, we, um, we did the voyage really because, I suppose, of, um, of obligation he had put on him by uh, Sir James Hinari and uh, Komatua from uh, from Taitugaro, you know, and um, and so it was easy for us to uh, to carry on as work, you know, and to complete the voyage. Hey, going back those all those years ago when you first met sprightly young Jack Thatcher, <laughs> all those years ago, what was your impression of him? Well. Uh, Oh, you know, that's one thing, when Jack was around, you always knew he was around because he had a very strong voice, you know, and, and, and uh, the voice of, of a leader, anyhow. Mm. Yeah. Because and, this has been a very much a mentor-protege relationship? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, uh, he, he can explain himself how he first got on the canoe, anyhow. Mm. He sneaked on without anybody <laughs> knowing. <laughs> Stow away. No, how can you stow away yeah. on a walker? Oh, well, you can. <laughs> you can. It was a bit of a hard case when, when, when I first went up to, to, to for the launching of the Odiri. I was supposed to do all this other stuff on shore. But, um, was it 92, Jack? Uh, 92, yeah, wasn't it? Um, January. Yeah, yeah uh, January, January 92, 92 yeah. yeah. And I went up there and I just couldn't stay away from the canoe. So when everybody went to breakfast that morning, I stayed down there. And then uh, the tide was coming in and I put it down onto the beach, tide was coming in so I just hung out down there with a friend of mine and um, and uh, we just <laughs> helped out when it came time to pull the walker out through the breakers uh, yeah. the, the little runabout they had there uh, wouldn't go so we had to carry the anchors out into the tide right. so uh, my mate and I we didn't think we were allowed on the walker so we carried the anchors out yes. uh, with a couple of friends of ours of, that became friends of ours later and we helped carry the anchors out and until the IRB got fixed. And then uh, I'm standing out in the middle of the of the of the, the surf, and I think it was Stanley says, "Well, come on, get up here." So up I got, and they pulled us out to uh, to pass the breakers with the IRB. And uh, whilst we we're out there, the Queen was was supposed to be coming, and uh, I was supposed to do the widow for her that 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 you know for, up at the beach. Well, I was on the waka, you see. <laughs> And they sent the IRB out to come and get me, and I and they says, "Hey, anybody seen Jack?" And I said, "He's not here." <laughs> and I says, "Oh, you're going to get in trouble." And I says, "Yeah, get Ty to do it." So I stayed on the walker, and when everybody came down, they took the walker down to Monganui from there. It's only like five miles down the down the, down the coastline, and uh, I sat on the toadapper the whole time because uh, I didn't want to get in the way of everybody doing stuff. So I I jumped over the rails and sat out on the on the toadapper and just watched. You know, it was glorious. Got down to the other end. My crow, oh, Ben Mamaku, he comes up to me afterwards and he says, well, I hope you enjoyed your trip. 
<laughs> the last time you do that, very prophetic that was. And then uh, you probably mightn't realise it, but you know, from then on, uh, for the next ten years, we were backwards and forwards across the uh, to Hawaii and uh, training yeah. with them and all, and uh, the Micronesian, our Micronesian uh, navigator and. Uh, so a lot of this stuff was going on. Nobody knew it was only more than three of us or four of us yeah, going over. Yeah, very under the radar. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, it's, but it's all paid off now as far as I'm concerned. Anyhow, I'm, I can relax and, <laughs> well, I hope, hope so, anyhow. Yeah. Are you safe in the knowledge that what, you're, what you've created, Hekinukumai, is actually being carried forward? What, Celestial Navigation Waka Building? Well, you know, I'll, as, uh, I'll never forget the words that Sir James uh, uh, said when the Hawaiians arrived here. Uh, he said, you know, this is one of the happiest days of my life for all the critics that said that it was never done. But you have proven, proven it today you know, uh, by actually arriving here, and uh, the same as our ancestors did. And it was uh, just after that he said, and I hope in the near future we will build a canoe like yours and sail back to where your, your voyage started from. Mm. That was the voyage of rediscovery, you know, 1985-87, yeah. So, uh, 1989, Sir James passed away, and it was then that I made up my mind to carry out his wishes. Yeah. from the Tiahika Archive Vault from 2013, Hekinukumai Busby and Jack Thatcher. Now in that interview, Jack talked about his eagerness to sail, so much so that he hid on board the Waka Tiaurere. That was back in the early 1990s. In this episode of Hereringa Kōrero, recorded in 1992 at Oudere River in Kaitaia, interviewer Hare Williams shines a spotlight on the burgeoning interest and revival of Waka voyaging. Young people are in the throes of training for the voyage to Rarotonga. Williams asks Hekenukumai Busby and crew member Charles Wilson about the work and commitment ahead for many of the young crew, which includes a sense of knowing who they are spiritually. Te taha wairua. As you prepare Aurere to sail across to Rarotonga, what are some of the things that are so important for those young people to gain their faith, to be strong in their taha wairua, to be strong physically. What what are you doing to prepare the young people for this uh, very historic voyage to Rarotonga? Well, one of the main things is it's the same as building a craft. You've, you've got to have that taha wairua all the time, and uh, and those are some of the things that make you strong when you prepare for this uh, for a journey like this the Pahawairua is one of the main things I think to prepare our young people and uh, I've worked with with uh, some of my own uh, young ones which 
has been on a project before, but I think uh, one of the things that one of the things that they lacked then was the Tahawaidua, and they can see now how important it is, you know, with the, with their work and and uh, everything else to, to do with it. I believe too that our tupunas went very was very very close to the uh, Wahingaru and uh, all the time. That also helped our tupunas, and uh, and uh, I believe that's one of the main things that we have to we can't leave that out. What you've got to do is to create this uh, this family wairua in the whole crew, because it's very important uh, that uh, everybody has to pull his weight. Once the one start to lack, uh, it's going to be a strain on the others because uh, when we go on a, a voyage like this, we're a minimum. You know, we've cut it down uh, for for several reasons to make the uh, the lighter we can have the canoe when it's uh, ready for sailing. The better performance we get, the quicker we go, and uh, the trip won't be so long. Hardy Williams talks to one of the crew members at the time. Charles Wilson, you were one of the uh, crew member on the uh, Odere when it uh, sailed to Waitangi and back again. What was the experience like? Well, it's an unbelievable experience uh, to uh, have sailed. Uh, uh, on that maiden voyage, uh, I've had a fair bit of experience sailing yachts and uh, sailing a waka is a completely different thing. Uh, something that we'll never forget. Anybody who was a crew member on that day will never ever forget uh, uh, the voyage down and uh, the voyage home as well. Uh, it's a bit hard to describe, a bit hard to describe because we, uh, we didn't know what to expect. Uh, once we got right out off the coast. Handling a sail on a waka and a yacht, the comparison? Completely different, completely different. On a, on a yacht you've got all sorts of uh, uh, items of equipment to help, like winches, etc. On a waka, of course, uh, all you've got is brute strength and uh, the rest of your crew members. Uh, every, everybody relies on everybody else. The handling of the waka is uh, completely different, steers completely differently to a yacht. Uh, you have to read read uh, the water a lot differently to what you would on a yacht as well. Uh, so, yeah, completely different to uh, sailing on a yacht, completely. Well, if nothing else, Kaupapa uh, Waka to me is uh, bringing... Uh, all of uh, our young people together right throughout the country. Taurere is a good example of uh, Taurere and, and uh, Mātātua Waka from Taitukarau would be two of the greatest examples of uh, what Kaupapa Waka is doing. It's brought uh, two people together, two peoples, two tribes together so closely that uh, hundreds of years of separation uh, is, is now non-existent and that's the people of uh, Ngāti Awa and, and, and people of Taitokero uh, and uh, above all that's what uh, Waka has done it's brought people closer together and if it continues to do that in the future it can only be for the betterment of the whole of Māoridom as far as I'm concerned One of the big factors I guess talking to Hekinuku Mai Busby is that uh you know, the revival and the continuity of uh, 
of the uh, our traditions as a seafaring people, which uh, you know we almost lost, but it's was still there. Well, I guess uh, the responsibility to carry that on to the future belongs to uh, those of us uh, who are involved in uh, this Waka project, uh, guys like Stanley Conrad, uh, our skipper, and uh, myself and other crew members. I guess it's up to us in the long run to pass on what we learn and to keep this uh, kaupapa alive. Kenukumai has been instrumental in working alongside other carvers to create a national canoe school to ensure that the building of waka continues. Te Tapuwai o Te Waka, run by the New Zealand Māori Arts and Crafts Institute, is a three-year course for Māori students aged over 18. Central to students' learning is Māori astronomy. In 2012, in this episode of Tiahika, former producer Maraya Rakuraku visited Hekenukumai's home in the far north, where he talked about the star compass at his home as a tool to read the horizons and sailing directions. That's, uh, yeah, this is our star compass. We teach a lot of, there's a lot of, you'd be surprised how much stuff we can teach and we can show where the sun goes at furthest north and furthest south through the year. So what we're looking at now are popo that are in a circle. And yeah. how wide is it? How big is it? Oh, that's about, uh, what, it's about uh, oh, 30 metres, I suppose, across the diameter. There's 32 houses, 32 different houses, in, you know, that's a popo there, popo there. That's a house. And there's 32 of them. And it's uh, there at 11, 11 and a quarter degrees apart. So you multiply 32 by 11 and a quarter and you get your full 360 circle. Yeah. So who do they represent? Uh, well, we, we got names for them. We got names for different houses. You see, and uh, we work on uh, the degrees uh, true, true south and true north. We don't have magnetic. So the magnetic north, uh, it's a, that's about true north there where that, that sharp pointed hill is. Yes, and what's, the, what's that hill called? It's uh, Tamatawiwi, and that's the knuckle point there. And that's about uh, 17 degrees from there to there. Magnetic north is round about where the point is. And that's true north there where that, you know, where that uh, sharp-pointed hill is. So that's the difference between uh, the compass and, uh, and our stuff, you know. So true north or true south, we set this up when the Southern Cross is vertically upside down because it's low, it's on the horizon over there, and that's how we set it up. So this is all the stuff with stars. Yeah, and, is... and uh, the equator and everything in there. You see that big one? Yes. And there's a big one over here too that's true north and south. Right? So uh, right angles from that is one of these ones here which points to the east, and the east is just just up from the middle of that compass there. Uh, it's just to the where the rocks end at that, that hill there. Oh, you know? yes. Yeah, that's true east there. Now, you see that 
that uh, pole again there? This one here. Yeah, and yeah. you see that uh, pole that it's straight out to the sea? From it, you know, straight ahead. You're looking at that and the pole. Well, that's, the top is that's the direction of Hawaii from here. And you see, when I got that thing on here, it, you line this up, you lift it up higher, yes. and you get up higher again till that pole, you're looking at that is pole, flat. it's level with the horizon, yes. and then level with this thing here. So you got three lines up. So when you turn around and, and measure a star that's above that pole there, you just have this in the pole. But uh, and that's where that is, that's the horizon. So you can measure the star off the horizon, you see? The only other way you can do it is to get up on top of a big hill where you can see the full 360 degrees of, of uh, horizon, eh? You see, when, uh, when, the, uh, when the Southern Cross is vertically upside down, it's straight in line with, uh, with the center there and, uh, and that pope. You can't help it, it's right, you see, it's bang on, yeah. You must just marvel at that. Well, it's, 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 uh, no, it's, uh, that's how we learn. And you see, from here now, the sun comes up in the mid-summer, it comes up halfway across the little flat hill there. Yes. And in mid-winter, it comes up over there by that uh, point. So how does this transfer over into when you're on the ocean and you don't have any landmarks? Well, that's the idea. The star is your yes, landmark. right. Your, your, your direction, whatever the, see. What I see on, um, on the, uh, when you're looking straight out there to the east, there's one of those stars in the, the Orion's belt. It rises right on the horizon. So if you're going north on the ocean and and you see the Orion's belt just rise, and you know, well, that's too east. You can't expect to learn this thing straight off. You've got to take your time, you know. You've got to be interested, too. A lot of fellas, they go out just to sail, not to worry. They don't worry about, about uh, navigation there. But the navigation stuff is amazing. Oh, well, that, that is, it is amazing. It is amazing. It's, yeah, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. about how our Tupuna got here. Well, that's it. That's it. They know. You know, it, it's the, the, one of the things that really made them know us, uh, the migrating of the... Of the uh, People back and forth. No, no birds the, the birds and, every year. Every year in uh, October, November... The snipe comes back to here. And then they would see these snipes coming at the same time every year. And they'll know for sure there's land to the southwest, but how far away. They, did, they didn't know how far away, but they knew the direction. And that's how they found here. Because the, the, the snipe, they, they always go to where the summer is, eh? Tēnā kōrua. That interview was from the Tsiahika Vault from 2012. E heke nuku mai, Busby. He mihi tēnei kia koe e te rangatira. Nau anō tēnei kaupapa i nekehia mai, i nukuhia mai kia rātou mā e nā kaunui ana mo te kaupapa tārai waka. He mihi nui tēnei kia koe me te toko maha o o tauira. 
That's Tiahika for another week. Kwira Totato Nei Kaupapa Mote Wiki Nei. If you'd like to find out more about tonight's show or previous shows, head to our website rnz.co.nz. You can also take the show on the go via the podcast. Head to iTunes or Spotify and search RNZ Tiahika. Nore te whanau, ko te tūmanako, kia pai tā koutou wiki, hoki mai a te rātapu e tū mai nei. Hei kona mai.